0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 4 of Let's Talk Hemp and the 422. I'm your co-host, Morris Beagle, hanging out with my partner in hemp spirit, Rick Trojan. And here at the 422, every day is Earth Day. Today's guest is Tom Dermody, executive director from the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation, and he'll be talking with us about an upcoming event they are hosting on February 24th in Denver called Organic Hemp Innovation. Before we get into that, We're going to catch up on a few things. I just got back from Mexico, hanging out, enjoying some Caribbean Sea and beach action around the Cancun and Tulum areas, and also getting to hang out with the folks from Heaven Grown, who build sustainably using both Hempcrete and Cococrete, which is coconut fiber mixed with lime. But before I get into the Mexico getaway, let's catch up with Rick, who has been in Iowa, via Arizona, via Colorado, via Louisiana. And what is up, Rick?
1: Thank you, Morris. Can you believe it's episode four? That was like six more than I thought we'd ever have. So that's fantastic. Um, so here we are. I am actually sitting on the Hemp Road Trip bus, and there was a picture of my studio that we'll put up on our social media. It's fantastic, state of the art, as you will see. But we are having an amazing impact here in Iowa. We've spoken with the majority and minority leaders of both the Senate and the House today. They have a bill here to make industrial hemp legal for cultivation in the state of Iowa. As it would turn out, Senator Grassley on the federal level was here today, who we've been trying desperately to get a hold of. And as serendipity would have it, he was in the rotunda as we were passing by. Uh, Unfortunately, I was able to get near him, but I was able to get like a snapshot from like before, but it was like mostly my my big mug and like his small blurry face in the background. (laughs) But uh, I guess. That blur either way, I guess when it get so old, eventually it blurs out. I have no idea. Um, I'm never going to get that old. But at any rate, we're, it was a great day in Iowa. But we had more importantly, we had a fantastic weekend in Arizona. The, the Hemp Industries Association. We had a, a big board retreat this weekend and came up with a new mission, a new a whole bunch of new stuff, which we will be hearing about soon. Can't share it with you today, but it's a lot of very very exciting stuff super excited for what we're doing for the industry for what we've been doing what we're going to be doing for our membership there's a two lawsuits against the DEA that we are focused on both have mediation or something monumental coming up in february so one's the contempt court case from 2003 essentially saying the DEA was found uh, in the wrong back then and they refused to accept that judgment and the second one is for the DEA overstepping their uh, legal bounds and creating a new schedule of drug calling marijuana extracts, and the HIA sued them for that, and we are in mediation with that as well. So, um, But in either event, the HIA is a new brand, new board, new executive director with Colleen Kihei, and she's fantastic, and I'm super excited after this weekend to share with you guys when I can all the exciting things that are going to come up with HIA, who is going to be attending, of course, the No XO because what? Hemp Organization can't be there, so they will be there for sure.
0: Next up, we've got Tom Dermody, Executive Director from the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation, who are putting on an event on February 24th in Denver called Organic Hemp Innovations. Welcome to Let's Talk Hemp in the 422, Tom. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing just fine, Morris, and as always, thanks uh, for what you're doing and the opportunity to talk about our upcoming event.
1: Can I call you TD because the Patriots are about to score some TDs in the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah. Oh, that? yeah. And you know, just a quick shout out to all my haters out there. Go past this weekend. Looking forward to uh, actually getting my uh, second thumb added to my left hand. Uh,
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of what we do is we can edit all that out. So awesome. So, Tom, tell us about what the Industrial Health Research Foundation is doing. What's this organic seminar all about? Well, thank you. So
2: it is. Some folks know the Industrial Research Foundation is dedicated to supporting industrial and research programs and institutions of higher education uh, within the United States. This event centers around organic production, processing, and marketing of, of industrial products. In the absence of federal guidelines on herbicide pesticide usage, organic producers or and producers at large uh, follow organic practices and in some cases procure organic certification in their grows and this event is geared towards business professionals as well as just hemp enthusiasts to learn about what it takes to adhere to organic practice and uh, also network with some of the leading entities that are offering assistance in developing organic practices uh, primarily here in colorado I also think this is a great segue into what Morris and the NOCO team are doing via the Ag uh, Symposium this year at the NOCO Hemp Expo. So we're certainly, and I would like to say, you know, as always, Morris, we appreciate uh, the support of Wafaba and NOCO and we look forward to hosting you guys at the upcoming event. Uh, I'd also like to shout out to all of our uh, sponsors including Cherry Green Organics and leela's Garden for coming in as our title sponsor group.
1: Tell us a little about what what, what is the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation, what do you guys do, and what are your current projects? What do you, are you guys actually doing real projects now, like what's happening with the foundation and with actual research here in America?
2: Sure, sure. So the foundation was incorporated to support industrial and research programs at institutions of higher education. In the absence of state and federal financing, we have helped bridge the gap from a programming, a financial, and a material support section to help drive third-party validation of what hemp can do uh, for all blocks uh, of U.S. consumers, retailers. I mean, there is a place where hemp can be inserted into your lives, and institutions remain some of the most trusted bodies in this country, and we see them as the means to help expedite the process of HEP being a normalized agricultural commodity here in the states. Uh, in Colorado, give it a snapshot of some of the projects that we're working on. Uh, probably you know, it's our most well-known project at the moment is the CBDRX SOMA-1 project, which looks at the preclinical observations of, of symptoms that are considered to contribute towards PTSD, and that helps align eventually what could be clinical opportunities to alleviate PTSD via hemp-acquired hemp C D rich product.
1: In layman's terms, just real quick, in layman's terms, essentially what you're saying is that they are setting the stage for an actual cannabinoid study for post-traumatic stress disorder.
2: And one of the interesting things, no clinical opportunity is going to let us line up biotelemetry systems or in vitro readings of the physiological factors that contribute to PTSD without having this fundamental research performed first. Uh, Also, our goal is to demonstrate that we should be investigating whole plant extracts that are cannabidiol-rich as a means to alleviate PTSD from those that, that suffer from that condition. Beyond that, another project in Colorado that is coming into fruition and we'll see more of throughout the year, is a technical training program that we are supporting at Northeastern Junior College, where in 2019 and beyond, participating students, regardless of age, nationality, etc., will actually be able to go to a school and get the hard technical skills to grow, process, and market industrial hemp at scale. And we're working in conjunction with international and domestic partners to help service that curriculum development. Uh, Outside the state of Colorado, we're working to develop programming guidelines in the emerging markets of California, Maine, New York, and North Carolina specifically. And keep a close lookout because there is going to be a very exciting announcement about a project that I can't uh, tell you about tonight uh, concerning uh, a well-known Product manufacturer based here in Colorado uh, that has to do with bioavailability markers and uh, advanced carrier systems that are readily available in the market at the moment.
0: you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on. Thanks for all you're doing.
2: Oh of course you know and you know and I'd like to take the second just to, to thank. You, Morris, and you know, for you being a a supporting member of the IGF and Rick, uh, I think it's worth disclosing that you are the the vice president of the foundation. So, you you know, what support that you bring is greatly appreciated uh, in your data with the foundation, uh, really across the country in conjunction with the Hemp Road Trip. And for our listeners, members that are out there, thank you for your continued support. And we look forward to doing uh, right by you and the industry at large throughout this year and moving forward.
0: Let's jump back to the event real quick. Where can people get tickets and find out more information?
2: Well, that's a great question. And the easiest way, as always, is to find us on Facebook at the Industrial and Research Foundation. Click on events. And our event page uh, is brimming with information. The most up-to-date information can be found in the flyer, which is under the About the Event section. And that's updated regularly. We really have, of tremendous speakers uh, coming in from around the country to give our attendees really a, a great training session on what it takes to be an organic producer in the industrial hemp sector uh, now and into the future. And this is really one of the things that I feel passionately about. You know, some of you, you guys know, and for your listeners, I, I previously represented organic uh, producers uh, via the Northeast Organic Food Association in conjunction with the National Family Farm Coalition. And I really think that hemp has its best opportunity to be a value-added commodity by staying in the organic sector long term.
1: Well, and I think the reality is consumers of um, industrial hemp, if you, if you are aware enough to learn about industrial hemp and the benefits, whether it's textile or food-based or, or dietary supplement, those consumers are a lot more educated and are a lot more just dis- a lot more discerning on their purchasing, which means they want the best and the healthiest, which means organic, right? So, organic practices, GMP um, practices are all very important in this industry.
2: Absolutely, and I think one of the interesting cases about organic in hemp at the moment is looking at the lat or the flexibility that the USDA is offering in the organic certification program. You know not not to say that the USDA is a perfect body, but the flexibility that they've offered to the hemp industry and as part of the USda certified organic program cannot be understated uh, it's a it, it's really an option to help maintain price stability and the marketability of these products and ultimately at the moment most products that consumers are, are handling are you know are for consumption purposes and we need to be sensitive to offering premium products that forego herbicide pesticide usage. And hemp as a plant is an incredible bioaccumulator, and we need to be sensitive to what short and or long-term use of herbicide pesticides could do to adulterate or or delineate the tremendous potential of hemp food products, whether they're hemp seed or or products containing large amounts of cannabinoids, can do for our bodies throughout our, life, our lives, uh, both from a preventative and or uh, uh, a short-term ailment standpoint.
1: Well, and that's one thing we noticed here this week on the road trip. We're here in Iowa, and I talked to Speaker, the minority and the majority Speakers of the House and the Senate. A lot of them are farmers, and essentially their, their first question was, what's our input? And when I told them it was no herbicides or pesticides, they honestly didn't understand what I was saying. Like, it took a while for to no, you don't need those. They didn't even comprehend what that was, which is interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: And just a quick shout out, you know, I know we're talking about the event, but one thing that the foundation is really interested in finding partners on is at the moment the USDA has a current granting opportunity through their Organics Transitions Program. And recently I was able to meet with the program manager for that particular grant, and they are really excited to see the possibility of hemp being involved in the Organics Transition Program this year, and for the listeners out there, if you're at all interested in how to become involved in the ORG program, please feel free to reach out to the Foundation via our website, and we'd be happy to see how we can assist
0: in your request. And I'm sure you'll be discussing that at the event in February, right?
2: Yes. uh, I'll be doing a short plug. It's not part of the present programming, but during the initial announcements, I will be doing a, a two, three-minute shout-out on what this grant opportunity looks like uh, for attendees that, that may be interested in, in partnering with us to, to file an application.
0: Anything else you'd like to share?
2: As it relates to the event, just, just really quickly in terms of you know what is the scope, uh, we are bringing in we will we'll generally cover the organic certification program, legal challenges uh, surrounding uh, hemp producers from the beginning of of, uh, of the farm bill provisions. Then we're going to have Sam Welsh from OneCert who is one of the certifying agents or agencies uh, for the USDA offering certification to the hemp industry. Then we'll break out into a series of panel discussions centering around producers, processors, and manufacturers of finished products. And then we'll wrap it up with roughly a two-hour networking event. And as part of the day, for those who are looking to get uh, continuing education legal credits, we do have that option available as well. And we encourage uh, folks that want to uh, continue their legal education as it relates to organic law and policy uh, to sign up for that special option so that you you can be prepared and feel confident in the information that you're relaying to your potential client base. You know, as always, we are deeply grateful for the support that our membership has bestowed on us in the past and recently, and we look forward to continuing to do the great work of the ITRF. Thank and thank you specifically for the work that you two do uh, to support the IHRF, uh, You know, on a day-to-day basis, I know you guys have really been uh, champions of ours really since the beginning, even before my time which seems seems like a lot longer than than it's been at this point. So thanks, guys, again for having me. And feel free to reach out to the ITRF with with any questions concerning AMP research. And We look forward to seeing you both participate uh, at our February 24th event, and I hope that your listeners uh, choose to attend as well. Uh, The last day for early bird tickets is tomorrow, January 31st, and tickets will be available uh, up until the event and at the door, so we hope to see you soon. I hope you guys have a Hemp-tastic day and evening. We'll talk soon.
1: Which is actually, by the way, today. So this is going to air when the last day you can buy tickets is today. And Tom, thank you for coming on board. We obviously love what the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation is doing. Often, um, we cannot get financing domestically for research of industrial cannabis, and the Research Foundation fills our void. We uh we support you because we believe in you and we support what what the foundation stands for and we will see you at the NOCO Festival here and appreciate what you're doing. And everyone uh sign up with the Internet the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation online for the organic hemp seminar.
0: All right, we'll be seeing you around soon. Take care, Tom. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap.
1: So how was Viva la Menico, my friends?
0: Mexico was just absolutely fabulous. Six days in Mexico. Fantastico?
1: Fantastico. Fantastico. Yes. Fantastico a la playa, al mar, a la comida, el todo. Yeah, I stayed for six
0: days and my,
1: my Spanish speaking
0: abilities are still not very good at all. I can say cerveza. Oh, you could
1: just, just say no bueno. You can say cerveza. Can you say bathroom?
0: Uh, bathroom. No.
1: Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you, can't, you never had to say bath for real man. Come on. Like here's a in every country. Hello, goodbye, thank you, bathroom, give me a goddamn beer. And that's mainly it. Like I need bathrooms a pretty big one other than just I mean you grab yourself a jump around, which is like universal I think. But like in Spanish or in some countries that actually might mean something different, which is probably not appropriate.
0: Well, there was bathrooms all over the resort that we were staying at, and when we actually went down to Tulum and hung out with the Heaven's Grown folks and checked out the building structures and everything, it was easy to find the bathrooms. It was like you look for the door that's got like a stick figure on it, and that's usually where I walked, and I didn't have a problem this trip, so I didn't have to actually know how to say bathroom.
1: Well, that's good. Well, well, more importantly, all, all joking aside, more importantly... What this guy is doing, Heaven's Grow is doing there outside of Tulum is absolutely amazing. So you told me a bit about it before you went on the trip. you got to go see it, check it out. Tell us about it. It sounds phenomenal.
0: So there's a couple guys, Stephen and Abraham, and they've been working. They actually worked with, oh, several different people. They've worked with the Hemp Technologies folks, Dion and Joey and Andrea, They've gone to the hemp building conference that they did in Canada, the big one, the global one with Steve Allen. You know, they've studied a lot of this and they've been working with not only hemp but cocoa fiber or coconut fiber to create cocoa You know, getting hemp into Mexico, it's about a thousand bucks a ton. So you're looking at 50 cents a pound. And in comparison to what they're paying for really fine shredded coconut fiber that they can mix with lime and lime is prevalent all over that area.
1: Would they mix the lime with, would they mix the lime and the coconut separate than the hemp and the coconut and would they put those both in the same wall or separate walls? Well, they they actually
0: mix, they mix some all together and they've they've come up with their own formulas and anyway, they built multiple things out there multiple structures they're building um they're building a hostel right now there's one guy that's built out a bar he built a house and he's building several like outbuildings and the the house the house house that they built has got hempcrete it's got cococrete it's got bamboo and it's got a couple of different types of wood it's the tallest natural fiber building structure on the continent. And it's like second in second to the... There's one in France It's like seven stories and this one in Tulum is like four and a half stories. It, it was super cool. We climbed up to the well, top Well, hey, Let's do
1: this. It. Let's just let's tell... So the one in France is seven stories? Yeah. And the one here is four and a half? Something like that. So let's tell, three, you know let's tell four stories and then our stories will be eight stories and there will be seven stories and we'll win. That sounds like a good idea. We'll just tell. This is one story. I'll tell two this week, and you tell one more, and we're good. Okay. It'll be the most you, stories here, of all. But here's, here's another. Stu- here's
0: another story, though. And this is, and this is goes back to these Heaven Growns guys, uh, Stephen and Abraham. So Stephen brings out a couple of shoes that they're working on hemp shoes that they're going to be producing in Mexico. They're actually prototyping them out in Colombia. Uh, they're kind of work, work shoeish type. Well, one's more of a, a tennis shoey type thing, and the other one was a work booty thing. But the, the, car the soles
1: kind of stuff, like
0: the soles of the shoes, are made of hemp rubber, right? and then they've got a couple of different vegan leather blends. One is like with mushroom.
1: Here's the thing, dude. So I have I have hemp shoes that have that have organic rubber on the bottom, and here's they're they're, they're awesome shoes. I got great compliments on them, but. The organic rubber sucks walking around. If there's any ice or anything slick, I'm on my ass pretty much straight away. So that's an issue. It's not an issue in Mexico because well, you're so you not shouldn't in, even be wearing shoes. You should be wearing your feet.
0: <laughs> there's not a lot of my ice. My feet in are Mexico made of him. My feet are made of flesh.
1: What? What? But
0: I, I said there's not a lot of ice in Mexico. By the beach. yeah, but
1: there's also like well, okay, someone spill Okay, let's say someone spills water, or you're walking by a pool. All right, there's a lot of pools in Mexico because there's live in the ocean. But, like, all right, any – yeah, all right, in this drug. That sounds amazing, Matt. Tell me more.
0: Anyway, they're prototyping out several different hemp shoes, which are really cool. And I think that did they've you, got it. No, they've only had a couple of different prototypes.
1: Matt, that sounds amazing. Um, Are they coming to NOCO?
0: Of course they're going to be at NOCO. We've got a whole international section, Global Hemp Village. They'll be at NOCO.
1: Awesome. And we got, we, got, I think we have people coming last year from Poland. We had Nepal. We had all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be great to have someone else from, we had Canada, of course, last year, but having someone else from the south of North America would be great. So we'll have the entire NAFTA region represented at NOCO. So it's NAFTA NOCO, if you will.
0: NOCO NAFTA, NAFTA NOCO.
1: Yeah, which no one will ever do. So let's not do that for sure. Um, that's awesome, dude. That sounds amazing. Those guys sound amazing, actually.
0: Yeah, they've got some really cool stuff going like, on in Mexico, and they do
1: coconut and the did they do well, like coconut and hemp in the same wall? And not in all of them, but the same... they they had, they
0: they ran out of hemp and they had to start using the cocoa fiber. The local and stuff? They, okay. Yeah, and they found is, that is, it, you it, know, it it basically works. They say that comparatively that it's, it's very comparable as far as strength and maybe even stronger the way because the, the fibers are longer. And
1: would the, would the cocoa be load bearing then? Correct. Interesting. Uh, obviously, I have a lot to learn on the cocoa side of things, but I think it's super interesting to see. What I think is the fascinating is that local economies adapt hemp into the lo- hemp-, hemp along with whatever the local resource is. Right in this case, it's co- coconuts, right? Coconut fiber. They still use and, the local lime, right? And they use the lime as a as a, as a uh, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, to, to give it structure, to give it form, but also the anti uh, anti fiber or anti fire. Um, and those sorts of items, but to have coconut and hemp in the same wall. But to have those thermo- di- thermodynamic properties combined would be super interesting to research. I think it'd be good for people to research coconut versus hemp as a as a wall structure.
0: I think that they're looking to have some universities down there do some of those you know, comparisons. A B. Do you
1: know what university?
0: I'm not sure. But we'll get Stephen or Abraham on the show for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll get them on the show for sure.
0: And definitely going to go back Hopefully down we'll there. You there there's going to be opportunities to do some cool things in Mexico that depending on how things go with they've got medical cannabis is legal there they're pushing for recreational you've got the drug cartels you've got the corrupt government and they there's kind of this anti hemp movement thing there, but I think that there's opportunities Why? With the way legal well, i evidently the cartels are just against it, so if they say the don't be growing. Yeah, don't be growing hemp around here, otherwise, we're going to fucking kill you. Is probably something that you're going to listen to. (laughs) That maybe there's opportunity. That's
1: fucking crazy. I mean, I get it, but it's fucking crazy. That's that's what I'm saying. They don't even want to suck up their crops, so they're literally threatening hemp growers. But the next legislator that listens to this, if you're freaked out that that cannabis is going to create drug cartels in your area, Listen to this shit. Listen to one thing we do, and it's this. The cartels are killing people in Mexico for growing hemp. So what should I tell you? If you want to stop drugs, grow hemp. Boom. If you're that concerned with it, stop being dumb. Stop being dumb.
0: I think you've got to go work with the, the cartels and take all of the stocks from the cannabis that they're growing and you know they all they're doing is taking that stuff and burning it. So why don't they? Why don't you just go work a deal with them to take all that crap off their hands and and then start processing it. And well, then it's a win-win.
1: I came up I came up with an even better idea that I can't develop on radio because honestly, fucking awesome. It's probably one of my best ideas of the day, and it's
0: at least of the last five minutes.
1: No, 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 the day like of the day like i like I came up with it like hours ago. So it's a good one. Um. Anyway, it's a really, really good idea, and it has. Yeah, it just has to do with the inside of the, and the outside of the stock. It's just a stock plot, and not like the money market. You know what I mean? Like the green market, the green bean stock.
0: I don't get it. Maybe because so, you're stuttering. What else,
1: what else we gotta do, man? Stuttering. Whoa, what, <laughs> bro? If you think I'm stuttering, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, right. you just you just ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, come on, come on. Um, That's actually Marky Mark. I just Marky Marked you into it for no reason. Actually, that was pretty badass, but I just did that for no reason. Are you a Mark Wahlberg fan? Yeah, but I started out with, who seems like you ain't seen nothing yet? The baby, you just ain't seen nothing. Who seems like? I should, I should know that. I do know that, but I you should not When you know that, you should dub yourself in to fucking answer that like you fucking know your shit. Because you are be like a badass. And mm-hmm. dump this out because they're going to if I ever suggest that to you. But um, the fact that I said the Marky Mark, come on, come on, feel it, feel it. I'm definitely not a Marky Mark fan, but why would you not be? Because I am.
0: Hey, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch.
1: Oh, uh,
0: shit. All right. Let's wrap her up.
1: Yeah, we're good. we only already wrapped, I think. We're good. All right, man. Thanks, boys. Good wrap. Thanks. Great. Welcome back from, welcome back from Mexico. Look forward to seeing you here in a couple of days.
0: Sounds good. Enjoy uh, Iowa and have a safe trip back.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go
0: to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
2: Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, Best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're canna-curious or running a cannabis, Infused has canna-conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.